0: Welcome to Cheers to Leaving. My name is Christina Carlson, and I am a religious renegade coach. I specialize in helping women and non-binary folks discover their purpose, confidence, and values outside of religion through one-on-one coaching.
1: And my name is Rachel Feely. I'm a musician, a singer, and I am processing my history with religion while deconstructing. I feel a passion for individuals stuck in purity culture, and I hope to bring understanding and clarity to others like me who have left cheers to leaving well happy taco tuesday oh yeah that (laughs) that
0: we had tacos oh we had sweet potatoes you <laughs> love sweet potatoes not sticking with the trend oh so all this like end times talk had me thinking about the left behind series naturally um and like i don't know if i was just like younger or maybe i just wasn't interested but i i read the younger one you know what I'm talking about? There was like 18 or 22 of these like
1: smaller youth edition left behind series books. Yeah. Um, did you, I never read them. I only watched the movies, but I do remember there being like a whole kid's series about them.
0: Yeah. It was like, it was a lot of books and our church library would get them in as they came out. And I was, I was super into them. I mean, they're scary. Okay, so, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that. Because, like, all, all of this shit is scary. Like, all of, like, hell and end times was, like, really scary. But the weird thing is, is I found that series, like, hopeful. Because in that series, you could get saved after the rapture. So there was, like, this sort of idea that there was, like, a second chance. Uh that I really really liked and I like held on to it like maybe there's this like opportunity later that like you could have a second chance and like that whole idea just made me think well maybe like maybe like after you die there's a chance you get to like talk to God or like have this like second moment or something where you get to decide then and I remember talking with my boyfriend at the time about it because we had someone close to us die and they like they were like openly atheist or something. And it wasn't like a friend, it was like a relative of his or something like that. And he was like, we're like, Oh, you don't know what happens in those last moments. That's what people were telling us. And um we were just kind of like, Well, what does that like maybe there's this like little in Itty bitty in between moment where it's like God reveals Himself and then you know then it's then it's gonna be okay. But I think like reading these these books like because there was like this second chance it like gave me that idea that maybe there was like an extra moment for people who had like never heard before or like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing because it just seemed too extreme.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember being fed that narrative too, and people would die, and we were like, we don't know where they went. And they were like, well, maybe, I mean, maybe they had a conversation with God before they died. I mean, we don't know. God works in mysterious don't ways. Yes. <laughs> mysterious ways.
0: Yes. There was always like, and I really, th- I really think that's how people calm themselves down about shit like this, because otherwise you'd be running around panicking, like telling everybody, like, don't die.
1: You need to get don't your die. shit together. <laughs> but like go ahead oh i don't i just i did some research on like um the rapture and stuff which i already knew it wasn't in the bible but i just like i don't understand like why this was actually a concept that was taught and then it was made into like books and then movies and then all of a sudden it was just a thing we were teaching people and i was like (laughs) this isn't even biblical like so that's what's so confusing to me. Why people take this so seriously.
0: So like, so many things aren't like that though. Like the word homosexual wasn't in the Bible until like the mm-hmm. 70s was it? Or even the 80s. And the word actually meant pedophile. Yeah. Which so is it, it a very like, different op- word. Obviously that was a problem. But they changed it. And... Like the word rapture isn't in there. There's like there's all kinds of stuff that's just like. I don't, I feel like it was around the time of Satanic Panic. Maybe it was before then. Maybe it was like for the rapture.
1: Yeah, when was it? Was it was like Do
0: 1880. Oh wow! So a while.
1: Yeah, and it was just some guy in Ireland that was like, like wanted to start something because he didn't feel like Christians were like coming together like there's too many denominations and he was like so what should I do to bring Christians together Ha! fear
0: (laughs) (laughs) big surprise
1: yeah so I'm just like oh that's where we got that and then we made books and series and then I believed it (laughs) well they taught it
0: like it was very they taught it like everything else like it was literal and real and going to happen because I I remember in When I was working at the Bible college, my boyfriend at the time came up with this or had this book that was, like, called The Rapture Myth or something. And it talked about that specifically. It was, like, from a Christian perspective. But they were basically, like, this is made up. This wasn't in the Bible. And I remember thinking, like, at the time, like, who cares? Like, that just makes sense. Like, adults get pissed off over weird stuff all the time. And mm-hmm. like, like people divided churches over this concept that wasn't even real. And when I was like, I think I was eight or nine years old, the church that we were attending was like in the middle of some division over like some pastor or something or whatever, and they were splitting up again. And they had told us like during that time, they're like, "Yeah, the church has split before, and it happened over like the color of the pew cushion." Because the pew cushions were orange, and it was like during the seventies, and that was like too wild, so half the church left. Wow! <laughs> so I knew that people. I knew that this was like this was just like more petty stuff that people were dividing over. So when he showed me this book, I was like, well, that doesn't surprise me
1: yeah it's insane it's insane that they're all about like well like what does the bible say and is it true but then like when it comes to this i'm like well the bible doesn't say anything about this but yet you're like teaching it like it is i don't know Oh, no, that's that I'm is sure.
0: that is exactly the thing though is like the issues that are that are hills that they're dying on aren't really talked about in the bible
1: so yeah. like it's like an interpretation. It's like, could this be real? I guess. Maybe. And, and then <laughs> you die on that hill. <laughs> yep. And then you die on that hill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> could this be true? Maybe. Okay, I'll die for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to become a martyr for this made-up thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, um, I was like... I'm sure a lot of other people are too, but like afraid of like a rapture happening, like either before you like get to live your life or you come home one day and your parents aren't home and you're like, Oh my God, they were raptured. Like, I feel like that started after I watched the movies, but those were like legit fears of mine. And I was like, that should be like, not allowed (laughs) to like teach your children that. Cause like, yeah. There's so many people I know that like have had the same experience and it's it's like anxiety causing for no reason,
0: yeah, and that that's the thing is like we would have been scared of that anyway like if if we'd seen like a scary movie with that concept or whatever but the problem was that it was like it was told that it was true by right that was the problem by churches and they're like, oh yeah, for sure. make sure one thing that I was thinking about that was like my biggest issue with it was. I was told that like if you weren't right with God, like if you hadn't apologized and confessed all your sins, when you came back, you were screwed. So going to it was hell. Just, yeah, so it was just this constant like <clears throat> apologizing for like everything that I could possibly think of and like my thoughts and feelings were dangerous. Because it was just like I could accidentally sin, and then the rapture could happen, and then it would—I would be done, and all of like the work that I've done, and like being a Christian would be worth nothing. And
1: mm-hmm. there was no—that that last little lie you told your mom. Yeah. Yeah. That got you down in the flames. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't brush my teeth, and I said <laughs> I did. Specifically, exactly.
0: remember that one.
1: <laughs> That's sad.
0: And I remember, like, my mom was like, and I think my youth pastor, they were like, oh, yeah, you just like, you just fill your mind. You just memorize scripture and then you quote scripture all the time in your mind or you pray constantly. And then there's no room for bad thoughts. (laughs) I was like,
1: but, but. (laughs) But I'm 10. (laughs) But I'm 10
0: or I'm 11 years old. And that's a lot. And the rapture can happen any moment mm-hmm. <laughs> there were definitely times I came home and like or I went back in the house and nobody was in the house and I felt yeah, like that like catch down. where I was just like what if it happened what if it happened mm-hmm. and I like force calmed down my body to just like walk around and like look for my family
1: mm-hmm. it's crazy it's not even something like real like oh my god my family got kidnapped or murdered or something it's like no god took them And not you.
0: And not you because you're a little bitch. Yeah, because you lied about brushing your teeth. How fucking dare you?
1: (laughs) I am. I was like a little shit. And I would like sometimes um, like lay out my clothes. Like I got like raptured or something, but like I just like disappeared. (laughs) No way. Yeah. And I would just like try to freak my parents out. Did they fall for it? Were they freaked I don't out? think so. I don't think they ever got it. I don't think they understood what was happening because they weren't as afraid as I was. Yeah. Anyway. Did they doing that?
0: Did they tell you that there was like an age of accountability? Did you grow up with that idea? Oh,
1: yes. And it was you twelve. Did? Yeah.
0: Oh, lucky. <clears throat> so you could be like whoever you were until you were twelve.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but another made up rule. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not anywhere. Um, I was. 12. I remember, like,
1: after I turned twelve, like, I started freaking out. I was like, Oh, I'm not good anymore. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not good no matter what. <laughs> oh my god. We gotta get together. The,
0: the anxiety in the months <laughs> leading the up anxiety, to it, like,
1: you're ah. <laughs> I mean, it's enough. You like go through puberty. Now you got to worry about being accountable to God. Wow. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Yeah.
0: I re- my parents didn't like they thought that concept was like made up, which it is, you know, they were like, that's not real. Like you're accountable <laughs> to God as soon as you can think. So like age three was like the age of accountability for that's us crazy. And it was like all that pressure was just immediate. Because it was like they said, like as soon as you could think, as soon as you knew, like understood who God was or had any concept of Him, that meant you were held accountable.
1: But you don't understand who God is at age three. Like your brain is not even developed enough to, like, wrap your mind around that. So just because you could think doesn't mean anything. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I know none of it. None of it does, but it's just so interesting. Like when I hear that, I'm like, "That's like, that's really fascinating." Because it, it's another way to say, "Like, my kids are safe." Just kind of like mm. the same idea, where it's like you get a second chance after the rapture. It's like it's not yeah. anywhere, but we so bought any chances. It. Yeah, because we we didn't want to stress out, so we made up something that calmed our anxiety a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I don't have to worry about my kids until they're 12. Yeah. Just to make you feel better, I guess. It's a very small window between turning 12 and then having to deal with, like, uh, like a sex drive. <laughs> it's
1: like your mm-hmm. kids
0: fall, yeah. like, going into that,
1: you know? It's all downhill from there. the The temptations just jump out at you after 12.
0: Well, the devil's roaring, like, a lion outside your door,
1: so. Oh, wow, yeah, heard that. Um, (laughs) Did you, were you ever, like, um, talked about, like, oh, these are the signs of the end times, or, like, like, I remember growing up, like, I remember they, like, because, like, Christians were realizing there was just, like, more gay people, because people were being more comfortable with, like, just telling people they were gay mm-hmm. you're like oh this is definitely a sign that the end times are coming people are liking the same sex oh god yes <laughs> the end times and like even um but like if you think about it like during like the witch scare back in whenever 1600s or whatever like the the witch hunts that they used to do they all probably thought the end times were coming then too like any times like the world gets like real dark or like whatever. They think, oh, Jesus is coming back soon. I know it.
0: It's every time. A, it's every time a Democratic president is elected.
1: <laughs> there's videos
0: online of mm-hmm. how this person is the Antichrist and
1: oh, how. I remember Barack Obama being like,
0: "That was legit. a big one." That was a
1: big one. Yeah. And like, it... why? <laughs> oh so many reasons
0: but yes i think one of the first things he did was like change a few laws in support of the lgbtq community and that mm-hmm. was just like they're yeah, like oh this
1: guy fuck we're... he worships satan obviously clearly. <laughs> clearly
0: i had i had a friend at the time i was like a part of some small group adult community I say adult community, it sounds like I'm talking about, like, porn or something. Yeah, I know it too. Um <laughs> Was not that cool. Um, this guy who was, like, the leader was um, brilliant to conspiracy theories. In fact, he still is. I hear about him from other people. And it's, he's a flat earther now. Um, oh, God. Oh, Bless but, his heart. Yes. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. But he had, like, all these ideas about how, like like the president was the antichrist and like stuff like this they were he was just like pulling out the little details you know and like making this whole story up about it and it was fascinating to listen to and absolutely illogical (laughs) yeah
1: what is it called when you like find you can like literally find anything to validate your beliefs in anything like there's Uh, no term for it there is a term for it but i don't know it's just weird to me probably that's probably it
0: i think that's when you like have a like you choose the belief and then you look for Mm -hmm. things to confirm it
1: yeah and you can find anything essentially because Um, your mind
0: is wired to find patterns
1: yeah to find patterns and then if you already believe this about this thing then you're gonna like start researching it and like Be like, well, it makes sense if you think about it in this really bizarre way.
0: But you know that concept is what kept me in Christianity for so long. Mm
1: -hmm. Is my
0: ability to make things make sense to myself by like believing like a concept and then finding things to prove that it was
1: true. I was so good at that. I think most Christians are. You
0: have to be in order to make it make sense. Mm -hmm. Make it make sense
1: because the Bible contradicts itself constantly.
0: I mean, even yeah. just like
1: the four Gospels, there's a lot of inconsistencies there. But like, oh my god, there's apologists Gosh. and and they're like, well, actually, it makes a lot of sense. No, have it, you... doesn't. no it doesn't. No, <laughs> have you? Have, did you ever
0: read the Case for Christ?
1: I started to, but I stopped. My mom That's really good. wanted me to read it, and I was like, it mm-hmm.
0: was terrible. Um, Lee's trouble it was basically based like his argument was like he's either a lunatic, a liar, or the Lord was like his argument, which Mm -hmm. you know, there's problems with that to begin with, because why would it only just be three? Um (laughs) but (laughs) but his like his main argument was like it's true because his eyewitness account is like the most valuable thing. But we like we know that that's not true. Like your mind fills in gaps where it needs to. Eyewitness count is actually like the least reliable thing. Because- yeah,
1: and there weren't really eyewitness accounts. Like most of the. Oh, it's eighty-nine years accounts, later. <laughs> yeah, most of them were years later, and also like weren't most of the disciples like illiterate?
0: And then yeah. suddenly
1: they can write in Greek, like. <laughs> What?
0: Well, that's, and the funny thing too is like looking at, looking back at my study in Bible college, looking at like the, because we were like, oh yeah, it makes sense that like these four gospels are just slightly different or whatever. And, but now like, now we know that there's like maybe 15 other Jesus stories that are out there that are the Mm -hmm. same kind of story in different cultures. And like different things, similar but not the same from different cultures, and it's just like they just picked four ones that sounded kind of similar, and we're like, "Huh,
1: the story? Yeah, let's put it in the Bible. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It makes sense. <laughs> That's
0: why I don't. I don't trust the Book of Revelation.
1: <laughs> no, someone was definitely on shrooms. Yeah." Yeah, no, I'm thinking acid, probably. Yeah, those visions are what you <laughs> Reve- see when you take acid or DMT or any of those.
0: Yeah, any anyone any could write a book.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if someone's already thinking those thoughts in their mind, like obsessed with like whatever, and then they, I mean, they didn't have acid back then, but they accidentally ate some magic mushrooms, then you'd I mean, you a book called Revelation. I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
0: severe dehydration and starvation and Mm -hmm. pain can cause incredible hallucinations
1: yeah and that was like totally a thing back then because it was savage times i just i i can't believe well i can believe this but it's just it's fascinating to me why people latch on to an idea like the end times like really Christianity to me it's just been like such an apocalyptic like culture like everything was Mm -hmm. based off of sort of the end times I mean you didn't learn about God without knowing about the end times you were never not preparing for the end times you were never not looking forward to the end times and it's just like why why are they so obsessed with it is it just because they like want to know like when the end of time will be. And so they made up this little story about it or what? I don't know. Hmm. It's bizarre. I
0: I almost feel like it's a form of, it's a form of hope and escapism. So like this, this concept of like, eventually God's going to come back and avenge us. Like that's, that's a pretty common theme throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. And revelation is supposed to be like, it's happening. We're getting our, like, just desserts. We're getting, like, justice. And, like, all the peoples of Israel, quote-unquote, because that's a whole nother discussion, is, like, the Jews were supposed to get, like, justice for having been enslaved and persecuted and harmed and So it was almost like a vengeance or like a justification or like a now think now all things will be made right um, Mm -hmm. specifically for Israel. And Mm -hmm. I think I think it's weird because like then when that is opened up to quote unquote Gentiles and it's it's changed into like and I wrote this too. I feel like I feel like persecution And like the the mindset of being persecuted is really related to the end time because it's like this, this feeling of being wronged almost like, instead of like, I don't know, being in a a position of power, we've like, this whole group of people are seeing themselves as victims and in need of a savior. And then that savior, you know, gives them like just justice. And so Mm -hmm. then they're saved. And that, that isn't just like the cross or whatever, that is still being played out in the end times in like a different way. It's like the finality of it all. And I don't know, I kind of feel like it's a way to avoid dealing with issues and dealing with the present moment. So if something makes you uncomfortable, like your cousin becomes gay and you're uncomfortable, you can say like that that's bad and separate from you because of some some other thing you justify it with. So you don't have to deal with how it makes you feel, which you might be queer and that might be why, but you don't want to deal with it. So you say like, it's wrong or whatever. I think the end times is a similar concept where it's just like, oh like it's so work is so hard and people are mean but Jesus is coming back you know and escalated quickly (laughs) but you know what I mean like I've Mm -hmm. heard things like that because it's like the end must be near because this stuff is happening that I don't like and then I do not like it. Where's like- Jesus? <laughs> oh my god, I have a I have a funny story that I remembered when I was thinking about this that just like cracked me up so much. Okay, um, and even at the time it was like really weird to hear. Um, I had a a friend um, who was getting married, and we were like all hanging out in the days leading up to their wedding. It was such a fun wedding. Even looking back now, like hanging out ahead of time, we had the best time. But we had this little worship service because that's of what course. we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a nice time. And then it ended in prayer. And then the couple made an announcement. Um, the guy said, he's like, you know, we, we are really excited to get married. And basically, he's like, we're excited to have sex because, like, you know, they hadn't had sex. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm so, we're so excited for our wedding night, they called it. Oh, yeah. Um oh, yeah. We're, so oh excited. yeah. We're so excited for our wedding night. But if we would be more happy if Jesus came back tonight, even if it meant we didn't get our wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> and and I wrote what? I, I was wrote in, I wrote in quotes cuz I was like just typing and I was like so his thought was I would rather have Jesus come than me. <laughs>
1: Yep, that's what he said. That's
0: that's what he said. That's what <laughs> that's he said.
1: <laughs> he was coming for Jesus. Yeah. Yes.
0: I just thought that was so funny. Like, like what? Is, is... What are you trying to prove? That, also, like,
1: what a thing to say. Like, I, why? Like, hey,
0: hey, bride, you're right here. Yeah. I'd
1: fuck Jesus and you. <laughs> that's what he said. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. We're like talking about our wedding night too much. We love Jesus, and he should definitely come back. Like it's like a weird yeah. like hey we're, we still care about this a lot like jesus it's is like, still number one
0: yes <laughs> that's the thing is like you, you're scared like that's so that's such fearful behavior don't
1: so, anger like, the
0: always God. have your, always have your abuser in the back of your mind to make sure mm-hmm. that their ego isn't damaged like make sure you feed god's ego because you mm-hmm. might get upset if you get too excited to sleep with your wife don't get right. too excited Right. because I mean, you need to get excited because you got to reproduce but don't get too excited
1: just do it because you have to don't be happy about it get over it that's yeah. an insane story i can't believe someone said that i mean i can i can absolutely believe someone said that but
0: it's dedication so
1: dedicated so dedicated so dedicated
0: I don't know what that, I don't know what that meant to them at the time. I don't know if that meant the rapture or like what, but I just thought that was funny. Like,
1: I don't know what people mean when they say Jesus comes back. Like, I assume they're talking about the rapture because they don't want to be here when all like the crap happens. But like, I know not everyone believes in the rapture. So I don't. Did you grow up pre-trib or post-trib rapture? (laughs) Uh, post. Really? hmm
0: So you believe, like, y'all were taught that everyone goes through all of that shit before God takes his people?
1: Maybe I mean pre-then.
0: I don't know. We be- Like, most of us believed post because that was why people were, like, storing up bunkers worth of food and, like, preparing getaway bags to run for the hills. There's like a yeah. verse in some somewhere in the New Testament that was like, don't even look back. Don't grab your children. Don't go back for your food. Just run for the hills.
1: But if the world's ending, I don't even understand the point anyway. To go anywhere. Yeah, me neither. No, because I think it it wasn't post then. It must have been pre because I don't remember my parents really making a big deal. They were just like, Jesus is going to come get us before any of this stuff happens we're gonna okay. be a-okay gotcha
0: <laughs> but like I mean, again, that would be the nicest belief you know
1: sure yeah i mean you believe what you want to believe whatever like makes you feel better oh, some, I don't somehow know. it
0: always made us feel better to to feel worse
1: <laughs> yeah like like we were <laughs> suffering for jesus
0: yeah it was like but well, we've got this like
1: jesus <laughs> is with been. us <laughs> Jesus will save us. It's like classic damsel in distress theme going on. Mm -hmm. Um, As of 2010, Pew reported that 41% of Americans believe Jesus will probably or definitely return to earth by 2050. That was from Pacific Standard. Isn't that crazy that 41% of Americans believe that in our current age? wait say say that again so 41 percent of americans believe jesus will quote probably or definitely return to earth by 2050
0: and this was in 2010
1: mm-hmm. so it's 10 years old but okay. still. That's
0: still i feel a like lot. there's
1: a lot that's a lot of people for like how advanced science is and like how much information we have for like forty one percent of and it's not even Christians, it's just Americans, <laughs> like I mean, of course that is, but yeah, it's oh. just, I couldn't believe that I don't know, I guess I probably believed it in twenty ten too, yeah, you know <laughs> I me was too. One of the forty one percent
0: well, you know what's interesting is just this past year in twenty twenty. America is now 1% more non-religious than they are religious. So I don't know that that statistic would hold up because we're also including Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists in our description of religion. And True. it's only, only 49% of Americans are religious now. Wow. So I, I imagine That's it would be a half. little bit... It's still... It's still almost half, but it's like finally swinging in the other direction. I just don't, I I wonder, um, I wonder if millennials and Gen Z have, have made a difference in that in the past oh, I'm 11, sure. 11 years. I'm sure.
1: Because again, like, like we both thought that way at 2010 too.
0: Yeah. I wonder mm. like, did you like at the time, at that time. In 2010, did you know of anyone who in your life who had Okay, I was just asking if like in 2010, like when you were still in this and I was as well, if you knew of anyone who had deconstructed or was who like you knew had like left the church or whatever?
1: Uh no, not really. No one like openly or outwardly. Hmm. Um I was so very much immersed.
0: Yeah. I knew so. one person, my uncle. But like I wasn't close to them. I just knew of him. I mm-hmm. just think like I think the amount of people who have left in the past eleven years for various reasons is is massive.
1: Yeah. It would be interesting to see if there's a statistic for that. Yeah, I bet it's like, I don't know. I bet it's just completely flipped, especially after Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump and all the pastors backing him and
0: Mm.
1: all that other weird crap happening.
0: Did you hear that Beth Moore left the Southern Baptist Convention?
1: Mm hmm. Good for her.
0: Beth Moore was like, Beth Moore was a little bit of my gateway drug out of religion. And I know that sounds insane because she's like a Southern Baptist or has been like a Southern Baptist person for forever. But she wrote this book called, um, I don't even remember. It's like, it's about self-esteem and like, it's about having like a sense of self. And Mm -hmm. she, she had a little bit of psychology in it. It was, like, actually, like, really helpful for me at the time. And it was so hugely impactful to me that I, like, kept the book for a really long time. And um, when I heard that she had left the Southern Baptist Convention, I was, like, I was so happy. I know she's still deeply religious and probably very homophobic. But I was just, like, oh, she's, like, there's a little bit of what I saw in her when I read the book is like starting to show and I'm like I wonder if eventually she'll leave this space um because they're just following her own instinct and you know like seeing seeing people and caring about people
1: mhm maybe i mean maybe this was
0: just like a step for her on her way out the door maybe who knows who knows who knows Anyway, back to the end times.
1: Yes. Um, I don't know. I also think that it's uh, a very useful tactic to tell people to hurry up and get saved because, like, the world could be ending any minute. And if you're not ready, then you're screwed. So I feel so like that's also of- kind of why they cling to the end times, too. Hmm. It's a good way to convert people. <laughs>
0: Another fear tactic. Mm-hmm. um I feel like it's for sure that, like, instead of like, are you gonna where are you, do you know where you're gonna go when you die tonight? It's you. Did you know the world is ending? <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you know it's ending? Oh, when? I don't know, but it I don't is. Know, but it is someday. soon And,
0: and we were like, <laughs> yes, because. Uh, climate change is real and you're fucking
1: killing the earth <laughs> uh, and eventually yes the sun will burn out but yeah and we'll burn you to death so mm-hmm. long before hell does
0: <laughs> yes that is hell <laughs> yeah it's coming for you let's try to do something <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's coming for you <laughs>
0: I remember uh this analogy being given of like and I I don't remember who I think I was still in religion when someone said this. I didn't Sorry. Do that. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> um was like I think it was Dare to Share. Do you remember the conference Dare to Share?
1: Yes. I think yeah. I went. Or no. Okay. It wasn't dare to share, it was dare to be. <laughs>
0: all right, all right.
1: <laughs> That's a different conference.
0: Close, close, but no cigar. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was just like an evangelizing conference, like, daring to share. Oh, your
1: dare faith. to share so your faith. Got it. There yeah.
0: was like a bunch of like guilt and like, um, hell talk and fear and like terror. And then we all had to go out and like, you know, evangelize, and then we came back, and there was more like celebration look how great you are for doing this! And
1: Pat God is on pleased the back. you, yeah.
0: And also, don't forget <laughs> hell. So, you keep doing that. <laughs> um, and I remember like the analogy being given that, like, oh, if someone was walking towards a cliff and they couldn't see it, you would do anything to stop them, right? Like, you jump in front of them you pulled her hair, you would like literally physically drag them back. And um I just I remember like thinking how abusive that sounds. And like a lot of a lot of things can be justified when you're focusing focusing on the end. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 phrase like the end justifies the means is literally like what is being said there yeah like you could like harm someone physically emotionally if you end up getting them to this end goal and I think that's a huge thing that like the evangelical group thrives by like think about like um those like hell rooms or what is that called like when they do like it's, like, during ha- Hell House, like, during Halloween, where they, like,
1: yes have all these yes. scenes and,
0: like, really horrible Car crashes. That's, yeah, that's, like, really scary and terrifying. And that kind of thing, like, they don't care if they traumatize you. They can Mm-mm. give a shit. Because they're, like, their goal is to get you to do something specific. Yeah. And I think that, like... In general, like the whole focus on the end times is very similar to that idea, which is why I think it's like, it's like one and the same is, is like having this doom and gloom end thing that's fear based, whether hell or the end times is like, both are terrifying. Yeah. As like motivation to be able to like do something and also to give you an excuse to do it
1: however, however you want. Yeah, because in the end you're saving their soul, so it doesn't so matter how you, do. you saved it. <laughs> yeah. That's really fucked up. Yeah.
0: It really is. I think it I it also just plays into like power dynamics. Like the whole the whole system is set up to have power over something or someone. Mostly mm-hmm. someone. Like there's this hierarchy of control and having like a belief system that's set up like that perpetuates and allows and excuses abuse. So I feel like it's it's not surprising that we find abuse a lot in these type of communities because if the end justifies the means, you can spank your kids and you can emotionally manipulate and abuse people if you're trying to get them to be spiritually whole or good enough to get into heaven or whatever it is it just feels like Thank a- the demons out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one but <laughs> but yes that that is exactly what it is. It's like this mm-hmm. there you have the power to do it and you have the bible behind you and the unjustifies the means like What do you think people in positions of power who've been abused themselves are going to do with that power? Mm -hmm. They're going to abuse people because they don't know any other way of existing with other humans. Right. It's what they were taught. It just keeps perpetuating itself because they're not thinking outside of this dynamic or framework or system.
1: Mm hmm Yeah. I just also think it's, weird too how um like if god's like on your side and he's gonna like save you from you know the devil and demons and the end times and like whatever then like why are they so afraid of it like i feel like they're constantly trying to find like the devil and everything they're like oh like like that whole cruella movie like they were like no Satan and evilness is working in this movie and it is going to destroy our children, (laughs) you know. And it's like, okay, if like God really is all powerful and like you know, he's going to conquer Satan in the end, and like you know, all this other stuff, like you're protected because you're a Christian, why are you so afraid of this? Is it because you might not entirely believe that? It's like, and then they want you to be afraid of it too, and you're like, I don't, I'm not i'm not afraid this is ridiculous
0: (laughs) fear wants fear wants to share fear yeah Uh, that's that's a fact pain wants to share pain like you you think that if other people around you feel it it lessens your own experience Mm -hmm. um and especially fear it's contagious because it's like we feel safer if other people are afraid with us
1: yeah um, then like they don't feel crazy
0: either, yeah, you don't feel alone in your fear, and mm-hmm. uh, i find yeah I find that super fascinating because like you're right, like i don't I don't think the and I thought about this a lot when I was in religion, I was like, well, I must not if I'm worrying that just means I don't trust that God is powerful enough, that means I don't trust God is big enough if I have anxiety that means that means I am not believing that God is powerful enough. And the mm-hmm. truth is, the truth is that I must not have, because I I didn't have enough evidence that he actually cared, that he actually was powerful enough, because how, like, it just, it didn't make sense. Like, if God is all powerful, then we don't need to be afraid of that. But he acts like a petty little bitch if he's afraid of, like, our masturbation habits and our thought that flies through our mind every once in a while is big enough to derail us and have him disown us that seems like not powerful enough that seems not loving enough to matter mm-hmm. because yeah. that's not even my human relationships were more forgiving than that mm-hmm. so where is the power and love in something like that it's it's not there it's it's a thought belief and i'm afraid of it because it's like this Big Mighty God with a really fragile ego that's yeah,
1: like an abusive really... father,
0: <laughs> yes, and not powerful enough or at least not loving enough to do anything about it. He's watching yeah. kids be harmed. it it doesn't make sense. so that and I think that all in that you know that somewhere in the back of your mind, so you're still afraid. even mm-hmm. if you say out loud what you believe and you claim what you believe and you truly believe it, Somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, but God watches children be harmed mm-hmm. all the fucking time. Every fucking minute, he's watching people die on yeah. purpose with a plan. <laughs> what? It's all a part of the plan. That's all we hear. <laughs> yeah. What plan? What plan? And it's like, what are you We're talking 100%? about? His waves are higher than our ways. It's like, well, isn't that convenient?
1: How convenient. <laughs> How convenient. I know. It's- it bothers me every time I hear that now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice excuse. That's weird. That's weird code for I don't know the answer.
0: Yeah. It's a cop-out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's God's cop-out. Because that's not. And and when I say God, I'm specifically talking about the evangelical God. If like I have no problem with believing in a divinity or a loving God a or a higher power or good energy, etc, if this is a loving beautiful being that you believe in, great. I specifically mean the evangelical God mm-hmm. of the literal Bible.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I I know we've like I don't mean we, I know I've seen like other places too. It's like either God is all powerful and extremely evil or he isn't powerful enough or he doesn't exist. Like there's just not a lot of options there for like what they keep describing the Christian God as because, I mean, if he can stop all these bad things from happening and if he can stop, you know, all these other things and he just chooses not to wouldn't that make him evil
0: in my mind yeah 1000 percent.
1: so I mean it, it can't be both I've never actually had a conversation with like a Christian about this but like I don't know it's 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 a valid point and I wish more people would call them out on that bullshit because it is bullshit
0: yeah, I, I have, like, I have heard, I think it was on the Liturgist podcast, I heard a really beautiful explanation, not of an excuse for that, but rather uh, the belief was that God is as powerful as we are and has grown with us. And mm, I found that to be extraordinary. Like it. Yes, it was extraordinarily beautiful. And the gospel, like of jesus dying was a picture of social justice and like the way this was described was like it brought me to tears it was so beautiful i was like that is incredibly for one creative says so much about the person who believes it like says so much because beliefs i think at their core if if they come from you are just a genuine expression of who you are and what you think the world is in my opinion i think beliefs should come from you the problem with uh, evangelical Christianity is that it was a belief placed on us and did not mm-hmm. come from us. So for me, it never felt genuine and authentic and never felt quite right because it didn't come from me. But like yeah. the way this person was describing quote unquote Christianity was like, unlike anything I'd ever heard. And I don't believe it, but it was just so beautiful to hear because I was like, that yeah. actually... That actually could jive like the idea that God is a concept and powerful energy and being who has grown with us and is not all powerful but is loving and Mm -hmm. is good and is working. And I was like, that's that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Makes so much more sense than an all-powerful, omnipotent deity who's judgmental as fuck in the sky.
0: Space
1: Daddy. <laughs> Hashtag Space Daddy. <laughs> um, we have to say it once an episode, right? So yeah, <laughs> now we do. <laughs> Space Daddy. Space Daddy. Um, so I was on Twitter last or four days ago, and I just uh, mentioned that we were doing a podcast about the end times. And I asked mm-hmm. if anyone had any stories. And I did ask this person if I could share, but they're okay. on Twitter as um, always socially distant. <laughs> at distance always. So I feel this person. Please stay away from me. <laughs> he said he or she, I don't actually know. He, she, okay. them, they, uh, they don't have their pronouns on there. I don't think I probably should have looked at that. No, I just know they're an ex-Christian. Okay. Oh wait, no, they said outdoorsman. So that's why I assumed it was a he. Anyway, okay. moving on. And 1987, I remarked to my pastor how his son entering kindergarten was going to graduate in 2000. The pastor made the comment that we were not going to see the year 2000 because Jesus was coming back first. (laughs) But then he goes on to say, like, how many lives were damaged by not planning for the future? But Mm. I mean, that literally, I'm like, I wanted to be like, was it IHOP? Because, um, (laughs) you know, IHOP has that whole concept too, or they did. Yeah. You know, I don't please, know what like, they are. Don't at plan now. for the future, but, you know, cuz mm. like you're not going to get to go to college. Like we got to plan for Jesus coming back. Mm. So, uh, that's a, That's
0: such a good question. How yeah. many how many lives were ruined by not planning for the
1: future? Yeah, or just like ignoring it because you had this weird belief that But isn't it kind of like morbid and creepy to be like well, my child's not even going to graduate because, you know, God's coming back. So like, they don't have a future, but like, what kind of parent are you, if you don't even like an imagine a future for your child to live? Yeah. Why would you even have a child? Of course, people have children all the time that probably shouldn't, but you know, it's just, it seems unnatural to want that. Or say that when someone's like, hey, your kid's gonna graduate in 2000. That's pretty cool. And you're like, no, they're not. No, they're not.
0: <laughs> so, so I actually, even within religion, never understood that because, like, our it was made very clear to me there's a verse, you will not know the day or the hour when I return. That was just like, I knew the Bible so well. It was like, but you don't know, you can't know. So, if you say it's this day, you're gonna be wrong. So, when people would say stuff like that, I'm like, but you can't know. Like, you just, you can't.
1: Yeah. Well, know. since you guessed but that, so it's ma- definitely going to be a different day now because he <laughs> says he can't. Yes.
0: <laughs> but so, like, so many pastors ignored that and were just like, mm-hmm. totally, God said he's coming back this day or whatever. Yeah.
1: Whatever well, it was. And
0: it just kept happening.
1: Well, yeah. And think about how many people have, like, written books, like, based on the end times. And then, like, when it doesn't happen, they like change it to a different date, and they still sell out every freaking time for their books, no matter how wrong they are. Because people just want to know, and it's like a weird obsession of I got to know when the world's gonna end. I just got to like know. I'm like a
0: conspiracy theory. They're just yeah. like very curious. Mm-hmm. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm like again, we have some more pressing matters at hand here. <laughs> Jesus coming back, like you know. <laughs> the earth preservation there's no earth there's no humans think you might be more worried about that but no you're worried about the in christ
0: <laughs> because they wanted they wanted to burn they want the world to burn they want it to end like they want it to be over and i'm not saying everybody i know evangelical christians who do not believe this but like people who are into end times theology are looking forward to the end are looking forward to this, like let it burn, so God can build a new one, and we can rule it,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and sit at His right hand or whatever. And it's so interesting. So, in thinking about this, I I realized that like the biggest thing that this stole from me was like my ability to be in the present moment, like with with all of my fear of like not being like confessing before Jesus came back or before i died or before this like end times rapture. Oh my God. I <sighs> beyond like a hundred. It's still line out. <laughs> 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 Barely. <laughs> um <laughs> with like all of my anxiety about that there was no room in my mind to be in my body and to be in the present moment and like I didn't really plan for the future and the weird thing is like I don't think we can plan for a future until we like allow ourselves to be in the present moment like there mm-hmm. is there those two things are connected but when you're just expecting it to be over and done that's different than planning for the future because yeah. that just that that means no more responsibility like mm-hmm. when something ends, that means no more responsibility, and planning for a future or making goals is a different thing altogether and for me, like stepping out of that, it's been a huge practice to just like be present in my life and think about what I actually want
1: mm-hmm.
0: now and in the future, and think about a twenty five year goal you know like oh i'm gonna potentially be alive (laughs) yeah what i cannot bank on
1: going to heaven in the near future oh i read this weird thing too that like part of the end times teaching like people just thought it was coming so soon that they would like go max out their credit cards because they were like oh god's gonna come back before my it's even due yeah, and like other weird shit like that that you're like, yeah. Why would you
0: do that? We have friends that did stuff like that.
1: Really? Yeah. No, I mean, that what's would be over. suck when Jesus didn't come back and your credit card payment was due, and you'd be like, yeah. shit.
0: Now my credit is fucked, and I can never buy a home.
1: Yeah. All because right. I thought Jesus was coming. <laughs> It's just crazy how deep it goes. But I mean, it's like anything. It's like any conspiracy theory. I mean, it's crazy how much QAnon goes, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, just... question.
0: I'm really out of touch with the actual, like, evangelical community currently. Mm-hmm. I I don't have any friends who are in it. Um, I know Christians now, but, like, the Christians I know now are not evangelical oh, like, or, yeah. yeah. So I'm just curious, like, is, is like, this was Huge when we were younger, like thinking about the end time left behind series, like all this stuff was huge. Is it like, do you know if this is still like something people are thinking and believing and like, you know, hoping for,
1: (laughs) I mean, I haven't really sat and had a conversation about it, but I will say even just like last year, the year before, um, I saw some people on Facebook sharing like YouTube videos about like a prophet predicting like Apple watches or something 30 years before they even happened and like was truly believing it. And then, you know, he went on to like kind of talk about more about how some sort of some, some way the Apple watch was also connected to the world ending. So I assume that they still very much believe it, but in general, I don't see them talking about it.
0: Oh, is that kind of like, um, is that kind of like what people were saying about the vaccine? Like that's the mark of the beast or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I do remember hearing that. I thought it was more like the government was gonna microchip you, but I definitely heard of like the mark of the beast being it because now people are connecting it to like a whole genocide movement. Like they think everyone that like, gets the vaccine is like they're gonna hit a button or something and like wipe we're out everyone who's yeah, we're all just die. <laughs> so I have
0: so many questions
1: <laughs> I think someone just has a little bit too much time on their hands you know
0: a little too much to drink
1: yeah or too much to drink maybe not ever had a drink I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just I have so many questions about that like why like why like why would you be killing off vaccinated people
1: I don't know why would you do any of that <laughs> why? <laughs> why why would 5g kill you
0: oh my god we had a friend who believed that and was like yeah. really into like this into QAnon and into like this stuff and i was just like i don't have energy for this that's interesting
1: like, it is it, but- it just seems like uh it's like it's like you're trying to like put your mind in like a twist or something like you're trying to exercise it too much to where you're just sitting like a here puzzle. thinking about yeah and I get it I get like wanting to be like oh there's got to be more here but like oftentimes there isn't or oftentimes it's not that insanely complex you know like it's it's normally just some big powerful man with money behind it or something or you know yeah, It's usually not a whole conspiracy theory to where like multiple countries are involved and it has to do with like microchips. Like usually that's <laughs> probably not the most plausible answer <laughs> or like the world is ending. That also seems a bit extreme. So I'm not saying that you should just believe everything you hear, but I'm also saying it's probably not a mass conspiracy and there probably aren't children being killed underneath the White House. Or in some pizza shop. We're in, or in a pizza West. shop. <laughs> I did see that uh, Greg Locke, um, Pastor Greg Locke, was like, I don't know, he's like some crazy dude in Tennessee or something. And he's like pastor of this huge church and he's a huge advocate for Trump. And he's just like, he's, he for a pastor has the most hateful things to say about like the mm-hmm. world. And he just like, he talks about the left as in everyone who believes like leftist ideas are just bad. And he keeps Mm. like, he called Biden like a pedophile and like Tom Hanks and Oprah and is like, Oh, so he's queuing on all the way. He's queuing on, but I'm just like, okay, for one, like he should get his tax exempt status taken away for all this bullshit, you know? because that's not
0: pastoral speak (laughs) it's not pastoral
1: he's literally just like a hate cult leader at this point and he has tons of people that follow him he has his own youtube channel and he's just like spreading all this stuff and one that doesn't even align with like what christianity is supposed to be because he's literally just hate talking but like second of all i can't even believe that he's like you know advocating for any of this whatsoever and like standing yeah. up at a pulpit and just like leading people down this road it's yeah. insane <laughs> anyway you like
0: wonder if people who like have that much power get bored with like just doing the same thing and then something like this happens and they're like I have a greater calling I have to take out the left
1: mm-hmm. yeah or I'm I'm like they want to be more than like what they are Like, power goes to their head.
0: I think that, like, it can't, like, black and white thinking can't help but perpetuate more black and white thinking. You know? Like, and if you're a pastor in a dogmatic religion, you're probably thinking black and white in a lot of ways. And that's going to come out in your politics, too. Mm -hmm. Because how you do, like, the way you think about something affects everything and that I, I feel like it's not surprising that we see a lot of dogmatic leaders and dogmatic religious folks fall into this like the same black and white ideas around politics or around laws because they're thinking in black and white and that's just going to come out in like everything you know Mm -hmm. They're not allowing themselves to see nuance because their philosophy for existence doesn't allow for nuance. They don't allow for nuance in their own humanity.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just scary. I think too, when you think that you're 100% right and that a deity is backing you up, like (laughs) it's almost like, yeah, you can say and do whatever you want and be entitled to it because you think God's on your side and the Bible is 100% true and
0: and the end justifies the means.
1: Mhm. And the end just justifies the means. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming back, guys.
0: That's very Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> Get it together. Uh, well, um yeah, I think I just wanted to conclude by saying, like, if you're recovering from this type of background, I would highly recommend anything that allows you to get back in your body and practice being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like meditation, yoga, tai chi, uh, tea practice, anything that is um, grounding and stabilizes you back in reality, because. The truth is that like these ideas of end times are really fantastical and extreme and there are bad things in our world, terrible, horrible things um, that are very real and those are based in reality and uh, this was a huge, just this end times concept was a huge distraction from the hell that actually already exists on earth that we can do something about. Mm -hmm. And I think the best remedy for this is actually learning to be present through mindfulness and meditation practice so that you can actually do something about your own life and do something about the problems that are actually (laughs) happening around you. Even if they're less, quote unquote, glamorous to fix, it is um, more rewarding and actually impactful for you as a person and the world around you yes yes true I have a blog post that'll be coming out about the end times as well to go along with this um next Monday and um I'll talk a little bit more about that then
1: cool End times (laughs) fun stuff I feel be like what, out there. All no, I'm just kidding.
0: Be, be safe out there. Be safe out there. I think about ten times. I just think of the Left Behind series and I smell the little weird book shop that was in my church. The right, the library I would go get. Oh, that's them. where
1: you went and got the it. latest oh, ki- church the latest libraries. kids Left Behind book. <laughs> Although I just gosh, remember like the creepy Antichrist and like the movies and how like a bunch of flies came out of his mouth and like Nikolai Carpathia. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. he was super creepy I mean well cast but like jeez I thought he was cute <laughs> yeah I did in certain like instances too but like that's what the devil Creepiest. wants you to think
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's attractive
1: the antichrist is attractive smooth smooth wow. talking mm-hmm. I remember
0: that being a, that being a huge point of uh like why Obama was the antichrist because he was good he with was- words
1: good with words and like not super old
0: (laughs) yes he's attractive not in his
1: 70s young
0: and had good things to say it was like oh he's too good with his words
1: (laughs) that's good dude he's too good (laughs) all right well um special thanks to distant always at distant always Hello. Hi.
0: Sorry, I lost you. My headphones died. Ugh. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. You said something really funny that I could tell.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I just said special thanks to at Distant Always for that creepy story about his pastor and his kindergartner son. Yeah, thanks for sharing. That's awful. Yeah.
0: I there's I feel like there's so many more if you have stories that you want to dm us or share with us um at
1: cheers to leaving and we'll share them in our stories Mm -hmm. because we want to know
0: yeah i know there's so many of you out there who have
1: similar experiences and funny left behind stories and terrifying rapture anxiety stories yes i think hashtag rapture anxiety is an actual thing on
0: Twitter, yeah, 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 so. for sure that's uh that's it's as terrifying as hell, because like hell was separation from your family and God, but mm-hmm. God really just meant everything that was good in the world to take care of you, and that was your family, yeah. um, so having that removed even in the form of rapture was just as terrifying, and a very similar kind of fear.
1: Mm-hmm. abso friggin Absolutely.
0: So well, here's to living for now.
1: Yes. Cheers, Charles. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share with anyone who you think might find this content relatable. You can find us on Instagram at cheers to leaving. You can find me at Christina Cross and life coach, and you can find Rachel at baby feely. B-A-B-Y-F-E-E-L-E-Y.